Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. Tonight we're going to do dream interpretations for people. So get some dreams together and feel free to call in at any point during the show with a dream. And the number is up on the screen a lot, um, but it's 571-749-1166 if you wanted to write that down and just keep it handy. Yeah. But dreams are such a fascinating way to get to know who you are, why you're here, the motivation behind everything that you think, feel, see, and do. And it is the way the unconscious mind speaks to the conscious mind and the subconscious mind speaks to us and our higher self, lots of different things. As a matter of fact, the Talmud says that a dream not interpreted is like a letter unread. So there are so many things that you can learn about your dreams, and there's not just one meaning for them either. There are many, many meanings, many layers of meanings. So that's why it's a, a wonderful opportunity to have two people with their own unique perspectives interpret your dreams for you. Yeah, because you're bound to hear and see things uh, that weren't uh, apparent to us. I wrote the book, The Dreamist, which is about seizing power uh, beyond In the dream time. Yeah, beyond lucid dreaming. The whole point is, whose dream is this? As well, the, the book is a very interesting book. Sci-fi set in the future has to do with um, a game show in the future in which the contestants are asleep mm -hmm. and they project dreams into a central arena <coughs> and the dreams battle with each other. And the minute it is somebody else's dream, you're out of uh, command. You are no longer in charge of your own dream. I'm turning into the book. There mm -hmm. it is. It's a very interesting book and since I wrote it, I recommend it highly. But it will be an education on dreaming, guaranteed. Not, you know, there's so many books on uh, educating on dreaming. This is in completely in story form. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, chapter one types of dreams, nothing That's true. like that. That's true. And you, you really have some creative stories. They're not like your average story, very different uh, center point in it. And I am, uh, on a completely different note, writing a book about techniques of dream interpretation, mm -hmm. which is kind of a whole other thing. And you're right, there are a lot of books on dreams. And what inspired me to write a book and to teach the classes that I do is I never could find what I was looking for in any of the books that mm -hmm. are out there. They all seemed very focused on just giving the history of Freud and Jung's um, uh, interpretation of dreams and things like that. but. To find a, an actual technique that worked really well, it was kind of peppered in in a lot of places. And I would spend a lot of money getting a dream interpretation books, and then they came, and they were basically a dream dictionary once they arrived. And it was always uh, disappointing. I know that's not really a great state to uh, find yourself in, but <coughs> but I found that I, I was looking for something more because I knew there were more uh, messages in our dreams. I've done dream interpretation for myself and others and recorded my dreams since I can remember. Even as a young child, barely being able to write, I wrote my dreams down. I've had extremely vivid dreams, as you know. Mm -hmm. I have multiple, multiple volumes and volumes of dream journals that I've written in. And lately I've been doing them electronically, which I found to be very powerful because a lot of the techniques that I use 
can sometimes involve taking segments of the dream and clipping it out and doing certain exercises with it and lots of different things. So putting them into uh, an electronic form is very handy. Although writing them with your, your hands is very wonderful too because it gives you an opportunity to draw things. Like for instance, I had a dream one time that took place at an intersection and there were things happening on all each of the four corners and I remember trying to figure out how to write that down oh in the left corner and so I realized that it was just much easier to draw the intersection and write what was going on on each corner so there are things like that that um, typing them into a computer can limit absolutely and it is important to, uh, as soon as you uh, free yourself from the language by drawing you enter other realms that are really not accessible through the language or many thousand words for just a few uh, minor sketches. No, you're right. I, I used to recommend to people to keep a journal f about their day, but don't write any words and don't draw any objects. Just do it with color and shape and movement. It's a very interesting way and very different way to see and think. Yeah. So by all means, do call in uh, with a dream or actually with any question you would uh, like us to pontificate upon because we are good at doing that. Uh, uh, so, and it's very important, the, the more people that call in, this is the opportunity to have two people that know what they're doing talk to you about your dreams that aren't going to be billing you for it, that aren't going to be, this is a, really an unparalleled opportunity. So by all means, call in. Another subject I wanted to briefly broach on this evening's show is what we've taught for so many years, Trenvalo's quote, a thought creates and where you place your attention grows and that truly is and was introduced as the clavicle of the universe. The entire principle of our life is based on our authority in placing attention. Whatever it is we place it on, that proceeds to happen. If you um, place it on, um, uh, you know, I, I feel very fortunate this, I just feel good about this, and that the universe goes, oh, okay, well, we can do that. And the same thing, if you feel very badly about something, the universe will accommodate you because the universe is really judgment-free, and we are in charge of it. And uh, thank you. And uh, Hello, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, Neville, this is David. David, David. What, yes. Uh, Mary, hi. Hi. Uh, I have a dream. I want to one day take the um, Mars One space shuttle out to Mars and live up there. Have you heard about that? It was on the news the other day. Oh, I'm sure, uh, except they'll get you with parking. Is this a dream you had while you were asleep? Um, no, it's a no. We were talking more about the idea of dreams when you were asleep. Although, although it, we can interpret things As that are happening. Dream. Uh, as waking, wake time things because the interpretation techniques um, of dream interpretation can be used in all sorts of things. So let's pretend for a moment that you had that as a dream that you got in a spaceship and went to Mars and lived. A um, couple things could come from that. Um, Mars is the planet of the warrior. So this could be a time in your life where you are stepping into your um, that part of you, not, not a warrior, what is that 
There's another word I'm looking for. Mars is the cavalier. What is Mars known as? Male. Yeah. Aggressive. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Not warrior? that word. No. Wait, no, another it's word. It's another word. Anyway, I felt that described very accurately what you're going through right now, is because the the male Mars and the female Venus, you know, getting together. Um, there's another word. I I can't believe it's escaping me. Synergy, interaction. No, it's what not Mars is known for, not war. Uh, well, there's the expression like, Mars metal, which is anything with a cutting edge. Okay. There's well, a lot to do with Well, Mars. I think it's just you stepping into your warrior. Let's just call it that for now. Mm -hmm. The part of you that's going out there and claiming your life, you're at the place where you're contemplating getting married, moving forward with your life. So that could be what that dream is telling you. Mm -hmm. And if they are launching something to Mars, I think that would be a really cool thing. Um, it, it also represents being completely cut off from family and support and things here that are familiar. So it, it's a time in your life where you're wanting to take a step out, outside of your comfort zone, so that you can be more of who you really are. Well, at a certain point in a person's life, they begin what is to me appears to be 20-year increments in the life. And uh, from year one to year 20, uh, at the 20th year, you're very advanced, you're very senior, say 21 then. But uh, this idea that those 20 years were spent putting you in that position. So the time will come when we'll, we'll be offloading simply anybody we can stick on a transport to go to Mars to enter what is essentially the wild, wild west, which is right now the internet is like the wild, wild west. It, it just is. Anybody can do anything, and hunting them down, you have to get a posse, you have to get a, That's what know. I was saying the other day. It yeah. is, it's like the Wild West it where really there's truly no rules. Yeah, but okay. that won't always be that way. Uh, so there will be the day when there's the new frontier, Mars. But before that, there'll be the new frontier, the moon. Or and before the new frontier, that, us. <laughs> yeah. We are the Holy Grail, okay? Yeah. Now what so mankind is just beginning to awaken to its potential. All right, David, thank you very much. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello, caller. Who are you? Hi, you're on the air if you can hear us. And if you can't hear us, you're still Go ahead on the and air. talk. Say hello. Speak now. Put your hands like this and go bow, wow, wow. Okay. So anyhow, just wanted to get that point across that we are totally in command okay, of our reality well, on that subject, by virtue of where we place our attention. Um, I think it's also important to say that, yes, where our, um, thought creates and where we place our attention grows, but we can't be attached to something like saying, this has to happen, this will happen. Right. If you don't provide for it being okay for anything to happen. It really won't happen because you being fixated doesn't work either. Well, okay, we got our call. Either you're, yeah, either you are manipulating or you are allowing, mm -hmm. and that is that principle. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hello, caller. All right, say bye-bye. Well, it's not the caller's fault. It's our, our issue. It's issue with the uh, call, the, the equipment. So, hello? Hello. Hi. 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 This is Michael. Oh, hey, Michael. Michael what nice can we to do hear for from you? you? Well, hi there. It's nice to talk to you. 
Um, I have a dream. Um, uh. As I think Mary, Mary knows, I've been I've seen her a few times about um, a lot of changes that have been going on in my life, and a friend of mine who had moved out to um, Colorado, and I had talked to with him all year long about going out there, and he went out a few weeks ago, and it's, uh, I'm still here. So I had a dream a few days ago where I was in my grandparents' house, which was where I lived for most of my life, um, and I've been having a lot of dreams about this place for the last several weeks, several months, and I'm looking for him, and I'm looking for a bandana that belonged to um, the college that he went to, the Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, University of Oregon. And I couldn't find this anywhere. And my mother was there, and I'm crying very hard um, that I can't find it and I can't find him. But in my waking life, I'm not so sad about this. It seems like the right thing, and it, it, I very much feel that this is like, the right thing, but it seems to be merging a lot of the old with some more loss and letting go of things. Yeah. Um, well, when, yeah. Well, what what's that? When we find ourselves revisiting childhood things like that, uh, I've always noticed that uh, uh, some piece of whatever that childhood was has reached critical mass and is at that point going to present itself to you in very clear terms. Um, for example, one night I went to uh, high school all the way through to the uh, day of graduation. And at the, when I was handed the diploma, I realized that I had just gone through all of this stuff again, that I was actually advanced in my life from high school. And so, so when I went back over what happened in that high school, there was a far, there was a much higher percentage of revelation about motivation in events and times and so forth. So when you were in your grandparents' house, <coughs> uh, tell us, at least me, tell more well, about that. Okay, let me just uh, say a few, few um, uh, right off the bat thoughts. When you said University of Oregon, I heard you for university are gone. You are or gone. Um, and so it's like you're saying uh, th these two choices whether it's you um, or him, uh, like uh, you being gone or your uh, grandparents being gone or your friend being gone. So it's, is it, it's like you were choosing between you or someone being gone as well as the language of you are gone. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that basically the theme of the dream is dealing with that loss, exactly what you were saying. Um, yeah. when, when I heard the word bandana, I, I heard band, then da dana. Um, and I, I know that uh, you play music, correct? That's correct. And, and we saw a lot of music together, he and I, in bands. So. Okay. So um, um, bandana and you are gone. So I, I would say that just those words right there are talking about uh, definitely dealing with that sense of loss. But I know yeah. you want to say something, so I'll get back well, to Well, I had interpreted here. bandana as a banner. You know, mm -hmm. in other words, uh, so if you... If you're asleep and it's a bandana, read what it has to say on it. But it does overall look as though you're telling you that that's come to an end and that you're going to have to start over again your grandparents' house, you know, to mm -hmm. more or less be reborn, reinitialized, start again. Uh, this time as you, instead of whatever the relationship was, not 
you know, the, the you as the individual. So yeah. as far as I can tell, we first have to be ourselves, then once we are ourselves, we can find someone else. But you have to be yourself first. So right. depending on times and traumas, <laughs> There's yeah. something really neat that connects into what you guys are both saying. And to answer your first question, Neville, the house was very, there was a lot of bright light and a lot of like sunlight coming in, a lot of warm wood on the inside of the house. So there was kind mm -hmm. of a good feeling about Excellent. the inside of the house. But in terms of you guys both saying about you, uh, earlier this evening I ordered Chinese food for the first time in forever. And I, I got two fortune cookies and I opened one and I read the first one saying, I am naturally attracted to you, and the second one said, um, good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. And I thought that would be interesting as I saw about your show, and then when I picked up the fortunes again, the first one said to me, people are naturally attracted to you. And I read it first as, I am attracted to me. And I was like, oh, that seems kind of egotistical. No, no, not oh, at all. Oh, very nice. It's not that's, egotistical. So and I hear you guys say that. You know, it's like, I support me, mm -hmm. you know, so. I yeah. love being me. Uh-huh. It's a very important milestone to put into your life when you love being, since everything is love, um, I am essentially the love in I am which is in my languaging and very deep, but still it comes to the surface readily. I put the love in I am. Yeah. So well, well, you were also saying um, that the dream took place in your grandfather's grandparents' house, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the house represents that love you have for yourself, that feeling of rootedness, security. And it wasn't really about it being their house, it was being the you the house, yeah. and with that you you worded it brightly colored wood or what did he say warm yeah, right there was a lot of bright light coming in the windows like sunshine and the wood was very warm there was a lot of wood and it was very warm okay mm -hmm. see i think uh, it's That's such an organic feeling. thing yeah. and, and and saying i would feel safe you know mm -hmm. and, and so i think all that's and telling warm. you that it's important to get rooted because yeah. wood is also very it's about roots and um and to get root, rooted in the house that is within you. Because often mm -hmm. in dreams, our house, the houses will represent you personally. Yeah. So that's yeah. very interesting. And, and that all the love that you've experienced with other people is still there inside. And there's a very important axiom. Uh, in order to be able to love someone else, you must first love you. You have to love you enough to be alive. You have to love you enough to feed you, to breathe. You have to love you, and then you are in a position to love someone else. Right, and one our, doesn't happen without the other, does yeah, it? Yeah, but we're brought up totally backwards on that score. You know, you're supposed to love the other person more than you love yourself. Pause for a moment here. <laughs> you can see how that just isn't going to work. You have to mm -hmm. love you, then the you loves somebody else. But it's not you love someone else, and then what they're going to love you and it'll just miss. It cannot work that well, way. Well, that's codependency, but yeah. mm -hmm. loving vicarious, <laughs> loving other people, or loving yourself vicariously through other people. To get love. Yeah. 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 But, but I do think we can love others as much as we love ourselves. But I think when, uh -huh. what you're talking about is practical application in life, taking care uh -huh. of yourself. We must do that. Wow. We have to. Well, were there any Would other it be possible to get a reading? At or the end, at some point, maybe? Oh, sure. 
Sure, I'll pull some cards for you right after the duck, if you can stick around. Whoa, what happened? Who knows, the technicality oh. of it all. Okay. Yeah, Michael, if you can still hear us, we will, we yeah, will do a reading show. right after the duck, which is usually about quarter after or something. I'll do that first thing. Yeah, sounds exciting. Yeah. Did well, we get a duck a, dangler for tonight? I was going to see if there's another uh, component for the dream there, but I think that's so wonderful. So... Um, Hey, let me just uh, slide in there with if anyone would like to I'll volunteer to be the uh, duck dangler, please uh, send us an email or tell us that you're available to do this because we uh, are always um, uh, looking for volunteers for our show. Actually, any position in the crew, except, of course, well, floor director. You can come watch the show and be the duck dangler. Yes. If you'd like to volunteer to help out at the show, we'd love that. But you have to belong to FPA and take classes. Or director or audio. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we have another call. Great. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Beth. Hi, Mary and oh, Neville. Hey. How are you? Good to hear All from right. you. Hey. Yeah, what Good. can we do for you? I have an uh, unusual dream that I don't quite understand. Okay. Um, I was like on the shore, like on a cement shore, and there was all this water, and people were just driving their cars in the water, and their tires were, they were treading the water. It was kind of hard, but not smooth, and all these people kept driving their cars in the water, and they're like in convertibles and stuff, and instead of swimming, there were all these people in cars driving water, and I just was standing on the shore watching all of this. Well, what's so funny is I feel that there are so many different ways to interpret this, and I think they all can be valid, but the first thing was that I think it's showing you that you have this consciousness now that, and, and it's true, when we develop our consciousness to a certain point, everybody else we can stand on the shore, but I'll spell it S-U-R-E, being sure of things, and other people are riding in, in their emotion because a car to me represents us outside in the world and how we interact with other people. And if the water is emotion or consciousness, it's like um, uh, going in with the top down is, is kind of uh, just inviting being overwhelmed by the water, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, um, and concrete, or the cement, they were driving on cement and then the cement went into the water? No, they, no, they did, and I just stayed on the cement. You stayed on the cement. Okay, so okay. you're staying in this concrete world where you are sure. Everybody else <clears throat> is driving into the water. So I think, um, depending on some other things going on around, it could be that, to me, I just got the vibration that it might be like a, sometimes a situation at work where we feel grounded, we feel like we know what's right and everybody else is floundering in the water. It could be something like that or that consciousness. Um, once you are at a certain consciousness, sometimes it can be like perplexing why people would still go do certain things. I think there well, are... Thank you. Uh -huh. uh, what were you going to say? I think she's gone. Beth? Oh, I wanted to say um, thank you both in my personal life and my professional life is chaotic, so I'm kind of sitting on the sidelines and watching. Ah, okay. Now, what were you going to say, Nicole? Um, I believe this is the future of commuting. <laughs> and I believe it's a, a very telling story about uh, uh, any beltway on the planet. Uh, people are, uh, the more 
angry you are, the more emotional you are, the less intelligent you are. Now that's just fine unless you happen to be in a two-ton vehicle that's moving 70 miles an hour. Okay, and I believe there ought to be some sort of thing to measure this so that the car will just shut off and pull to the side of the road the more angry you are because you lose competence. You know, they're saying uh, all this stuff about, uh, well, it's not a good idea to text, and then there's 156 stories of someone, um, you know, text interrupted by sudden death, you know, where the next letter was never. So it's the same thing. You really don't have the brain capacity to text and drive. If you're on the phone and you're having a highly emotional confrontation with someone while you're driving, you lose the capacity to drive. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. So if someone is driving and you know they're driving, don't text them, don't call them. They're busy with what they're doing. It, it's, it really does. Well, true, you know, this is the thing. Yeah. It's time uh, for us to be more responsible that's for true. ourselves. That's true. Having a conversation with somebody that's present with you is very different because then both of you are in this moment when you're in different locations. That's true. But something interesting, too, you said one of the drivers that went in the water was driving a convertible. And so what mm -hmm. I was seeing with that is that, was it one car or multiple cars that were convertibles? Mm, basically one car. Because if we look at, he's, that car is, being, is able to convert, so convertible, um, that might be talking about a situation, whether that's in, in personal, spiritual, or work life, where one of the people in this chaotic mess that you're standing over on the sidelines is convertible to your way of thinking. And so maybe it's giving you clues to go toward that person to get them to help you in whatever this endeavor is. And you might find clues as to who that person is by maybe the color. Could you describe the convertible? Actually, it's a white with a gray top. White with a gray top. Okay, um, I, I would say often white is, the gray top might be just talking about somebody with gray hair, it could be talking yeah, exactly. about somebody um, but in a position of leadership because usually the priest wears the white robes or, or something. Yeah, no, it does perfectly describe the idea of a senior person mm -hmm. who has finally evolved to the point of getting um, uh, his emotions, under, converting his emotions. But it's also my opinion, I think they were all on their way looking for, uh, these are car boats, they're looking for garage boats. I'm reasonably certain. <laughs> or at least a parking <laughs> structure boat. <laughs> I had a laugh because I, I, Neville, I thought how many people would not be able to drive on the Beltway? <laughs> yeah, no, the Beltway would come to a stop. The Beltway would be clear. Yeah. We'd have a clear, clear drive, you know? Yeah. Well, no, you really do have to pay attention when you're piloting that much steel uh, in, well, one time in I, I paid allegedly straight line. I paid line. attention. I was driving around the Beltway. I, I actually worked in Landover, Maryland, coming from Reston, so you know how far that is around the Beltway. Yeah. <clears throat> and one a number of mornings, I decided I was going to, um, or usually when I was riding with someone else, but I've done it where I look, 
to see what people were doing when they were driving because I thought it was a very curious thing. And I saw a man shaving one time with an electric <laughs> razor. A lady was actually putting mascara on around the beltway. I mean, one little bump in the road in your yeah. eyes, boat, you'll yeah. put your eye out. <laughs> Not that. You'll kill five people well, besides I know. yourself. I know. I know. Yeah, no, well, we really do. We are this bright, but we, we just don't pay attention. It's, you know, you watch television, not our program, you watch television long enough, you really can't differentiate, you know, how you'll even a good novel, and the next day you're still thinking about the plot and the people and the interactions and all that stuff. Same thing with TV. Well, that's not driving, okay? <laughs> that's not the same thing at all. You know, you, we really do have to be on it. Well, our subconscious mind, our autopilot does take over when we drive, but we have to be quiet enough to let that come through. Uh, so that's very true. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, very Excellent. good. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the thank call. You for a great dream. In. I just yeah. love dreams. I tell you, even hearing, sometimes when I do dream classes and the psychic development part one, we do dreams, but I'm going to offer like a four-week dream. It is so fun just to sit around and listen to people's dreams and go into it. <clears throat> I have found that you can take one dream and learn anything that there is to learn about yourself or another person just by going through and interpreting that dream from many different angles to first go um, from the perspective that everything in the dream is you and then taking it from there uh, into all its different components. But yes, we would love for you to call in with another, uh, somebody else to call in with a dream. Yeah, It's really powerful. Quite. Or a question about anything mm -hmm. also, because we're very open to this. Mm -hmm. This is what we came here to do, is to assist our entire planet to awaken, to become more conscious, to apply other than the brainwashing, uh, that we, the uh, progressed brainwashing as it's called. Um, you know, my father used to walk around the house shutting off lights because of the electric bill, and I still see that go on in me. And the thing about it is, uh, you find out all of those little things that are charging your electronics, unless you unplug them, they remain draining. And 30% so of the electricity goes to that. Yeah, and that's just ridiculous. That's why I have surge protectors to unplug them. Exactly, and so that's that all over again. This is the progressed version of that. But still, uh, come on, electric power has got to be something that's free. Uh, as little as I would get up on the roof and start nailing um, solar panels, you can certainly do that. I, maybe 10 years ago, I saw an outfit that would give you two solar panels, a storage battery, and claim to power your entire house directly from these. That's so funny, just the term, an outfit, instead of a company. That's sort of like from that era, too, <laughs> from Dad's era. Yes, but he was nicely outfitted. Mm -hmm. so. Yes, well, a dot-com, then, if that's the way it works. But then again, there's a, a whole lot of things you can do. But we don't, have, we don't have to remain this prisoner. The main way that we're this prisoner this way is the habit of, well, that's the way Dad did it, so that's the way I'm going to do it. And that sounds funny until your dad and until your kids are mimicking what you're doing and, and that stuff is going to stick. It's time to reprogram. It's time to... Um, is that the whole of the language codes books are all about uh, certain words setting off programs that cause you to fall asleep. Well, the books are saying, watch for those programs that cause you to fall asleep. Stick a flag in there and have it wake you up 
instead of uh, just continuing with this nonsense. We've got enough stuff on the ball at this point to take over our lives. Well, that, that you're right, that stuff we do hand down, and it doesn't have to be a negative or dark thing. Sometimes it's beautiful, too, like yeah. the opportunity to uh, come up with a new tradition or something. Uh, like I thought of um, taking all the holidays and just, let's say you get off on the 4th of July or whatever from work, but make them your own holidays. Name them something for yourself. Festivus. Festivus is uh, the first uh, um, that thing that to comes mind. to mind. But yeah. this was something I'd done many years before Seinfeld, mm -hmm. so that's why Festivus was so funny. <clears throat> but I thought Yom Kippur had so many great facets to it, mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving has a lot of great facets. Like, come up with your own holiday. And some companies offer a floating holiday, or like just an extra day you can take off at any time, and make it your own holiday. Yeah. Just something that's very spiritually or just fun-wise for mm -hmm. you. Yes. But like one of the things I did at Easter, we were never religious with my kids growing up, but I would do, rather than an Easter egg hunt, I made it a really fun treasure hunt where they had to solve pu puzzles and like one of the clues would be in a word search puzzle, another was, uh, most of them were in riddles and they had to go and solve the riddle to get to the next thing to get another piece of candy or a little toy or something. And, and I just decided I was going to do something new. So pa if a lot of what you're going to pass on to your kids or to people you know is going to remain, what, what are some beautiful things we could pass forward? Bubble pack day where you pop all the, <laughs> remember mom Every day would be bubble pack, pack day. day. Well, they've ruined it. Now they have bubble pack, you can't pop. It just they goes just into the next <laughs> bubble. So bubble pack piercing day, dink, 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 dink. There you go. We used to run across it in those rare times we would get it. We would just run. In the rare well, times. Uh, speaking of childhood, and I know um, Michael earlier had called in about um, going into a ha home he had lived in before. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when you dream about things from childhood, you can be dealing with programs that were set down in childhood. You can be dealing with feelings that you would like to reinstate from childhood. Mm -hmm. It can be talking about a lot of different things. Yeah, and especially, at least I've noticed, where the childhood memory pops out of nowhere just in your conscious mind, mm -hmm. you know, when whatever that was happened. And uh, that means that that particular vignette is ready to translate into whatever it was the vignette represents mm -hmm. in your learning curve to become a greater person. Mm. Yeah. So very important to um, pay attention. The mind's a very interesting place. I had a dream a couple of days ago, I think it was, where I was in um, the consciousness of seven people and I was in charge of determining what would or would not be remembered in um, in these people. And it, it was uh, quite a thing to make this decision for seven people. I wasn't even making the decision for me, other than that I would remember the dream. But uh, the only part, uh, I just was doing this, and uh, the vignette that came out of the dream was I was deciding whether or not this person would be remembering the oncoming traffic on the other side of the street or not because you certainly could or could not mm -hmm. remember that. Mm -hmm. So I was not writing it to long-term memory because I couldn't see any reason that that would be valuable to retain for the person. Great. 
Yeah, very uh, interesting dream to find yourself in. Mm. Well, I think that can t be saying a lot of things, like you becoming more conscious over your, your subconscious mind, because that's literally what our subconscious mind does, is it captures all data, and then it makes the decision, or whatever we want to call that part of us, makes the decision what to, to do. And a lot of times you hear scientists say that when you go to sleep, you, that's the time you're writing short-term to long-term memory. And yeah, that's, that's true, but um, what we dream of has a lot to do with the message in it. It's very, very symbolic, and it can be very literal. I remember one time somebody came and um, was talking about them entering into business with someone else, and that in this dream, the guy had him by the foot and was dragging him around. And so when interpreted literally, it's that guy was pulling his leg. And so that gave a lot of insight. Mm -hmm. but, but that is interesting. Now, you said it was with seven people? Yeah. Okay, so seven is a very sacred number. Sure. Seven chakras. So uh, if you're talking about that being in aspects of yourself, like helping you to um, really capture what's important and let go of what isn't. Because over a period of lifetime, our hard drive gets full of a lot of useless stuff. And so we have to declutter our head. Yes, D-Brain, get it at your local store or wherever you Braino get this. Braino is yeah. what you... Braino, yeah, we used to have the actual product, Braino. Yeah, but it's true that a lot of this is not worth retaining. Well, I, I'm doing a... a um, class on decluttering oh, with EFT this, timed, this weekend, eh? this Saturday. Mm -hmm. There are um, a few slots left if anybody's interested in that. It's a very powerful thing because this idea of clutter or having a lot of things around us is a protection of sorts. It's a representation of something else. So come find out what that really represents so that you can let go of it. This hmm. is true. Well, I, I have had some really interesting dreams over the course of my life, and um, if we talk about them falling into certain positions in our uh, life, I, I have some that I find deeply spiritual, ones that I don't really have any trouble remembering all the components for it for years and years. Uh, then other ones, they seem more wispy, but those deeply spiritual dreams are powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh, movement forward mm -hmm. is what that's about. Mm -hmm. I remember um, uh, in a dream I was playing a crystal bowl, one that does not exist. And when this bowl was sounding, I could levitate. Uh, mm -hmm. Not me. I chose this crystal ball to levitate. So as long as I was physically uh, ringing this sound, uh, this would happen. So I, I let the sound diminish and the, the ball very gently set itself down and that was the whole dream which would be an ascension dream I do understand that much of it hmm. and also the idea that the vibrations um, that we are very out of tune that we're having a bowl event but uh, that's an aside yeah it's kind of uh, at capacity right now but we'll be having another one yeah coming up yeah um, okay and but at any rate the um, Oh, wherever that went. Well, the ascension process, but it's true because there are some theories that the crystal skulls that they've looked at under a, a microscope and found that there were no scratch marks, meaning that you know it wasn't carved in any way or polished, 
that they had been done through sound. And I have felt that, and I, I believe you probably, or most people have when you hold uh, a quartz ball, especially a really slow-growing Madagascar quartz, it almost feels like you could bend it or something. And really, it's uh, vibration is what makes us up. It holds us together. It's what defines everything in this reality. So that makes perfect sense. Well, I do still play with the half hours sometimes in my sweeping. And uh, uh, when I still lived in D.C., I had a guy that got on a plane and came from um, um, middle country in Europe, like, uh, right, oh, Denmark, came from Denmark to Washington to me because he had to explore a past life, which was all great, you know. <laughs> I only saw him for maybe two hours uh, of the appointment with him. But what happened was he uh, we went immediately to Egypt to the creation of the pyramids. And there were ten extraterrestrials that held the thought of the pyramid. That's what they did. They formed a geometry, held the thought of the pyramid. Then he was one of eleven Hathors that made a circle inside of the geometry. And while the first group held the thought of the pyramid, the Hathors hit this note that caused it to exist. Mm. And then years later, I figured out that- First there was the word, does that make sense? Yeah, first there was this frequency and it mm -hmm. just popped into existence. And uh, the thing about it is it's such a magical thing. If you want to go explore it with the idea that this brick is older than that, you'll find that. You'll have scientific proof of it. But there's more than one correct answer for everything. Mm -hmm. And then later figured out that the um, uh, Mayans, Mayans, however they pronounce it, would take a block of quartz and sing to it till it became like clay. And then they would sing another note that would cause it to resemble the, the resonance of the skull in it. And then when they would, once it was in that form, they'd hit another note that would solidify. And they yeah, would that's just what put I was referencing was, earlier. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that whole entire mm -hmm. concept. So we now we are capable of these notes. That's what we don't know. And furthermore, if you did actually melt a crystal by singing at it, someone would make you wrong for doing it, and then you'd never be able to do well, it again unless you knew better. Well, speaking of that, um, there is a series that I teach called the Master Healing Series. I haven't done it in a long time now, but one of the classes was on chanting. And something that came to me as a child is that we each all have our own tune that oh, yeah. you can, t you sing that tune and you can cause things to be created with that. And I go through an, a little exercise in there, how to find your tune if you, if you don't know it. It's a, a very uh, interesting little uh, technique game to play. But when you find your tune or your tone, you can take it and, and hum it to yourself. No matter how stressed out you are, whatever's going on in your life, it's going to cause things to become more mellow. Anyway, I think uh, we'll be doing dreams again coming up in the near future. I know mm -hmm. we didn't get this public advertised um, quick, you know, the day Possibly before. We just sent week. it out right yeah. out. But if you would like to like Telepathic TV page on Facebook, then um, you can get our notices when we do readings and such, and you're welcome to call in uh, with more dreams. But this is a, a really wonderful opportunity because 
different points of view in everything. Mm -hmm. But I know we are getting ready for the duck. Um, I get are we duck. close? Oh, yes, there we there go. We are. Okay, here's the duck. And here's Rick, our expert dangler at this point. <laughs> Rick does everything. <laughs> so yeah, we could definitely use more crew. Um, there, this is a time to listen and absorb what's going on around you. Pay attention to the details and the fine print. Pay attention to the flow in your life and perceived roadblocks. That's funny that that was a roadblock. No, I don't think that was correctly spoken. Well, I would read it if you would. Uh, oh. Thanks, I just have to see it. Um, okay. Are really just signposts pointing okay. you in we the right direction. Yes. Well, you, you had stopped at roadblock, so that's why well, I knew that it didn't. Well, that's the word roadblock. It's inherent. Roadblock. Go ahead. Anyway, it's from Mary's Magical Message Cards, ah, and I guess I did deck. wrong on that, but no, uh, pay attention to the flow in your life. Any perceived roadblocks are really the signposts pointing you into the right direction. Mm -hmm. So let me do a uh, reading from Michael. Excellent. And that would be good. Oh, that card just really shot right out of there. And after the duck is when I do card readings. So if you're new to the show, um, it's usually toward the end of the show. And you're always welcome to call in at that point to do a reading. Okay, the first card is Abundance. And this is interesting because, um, I don't know, are we getting a close-up on this? Um, that's how I usually are able to see the cards to do the reading. Well, they'll figure but, it yeah. Just. Um, okay. All right, so anyway, Abundance. And that is, I think, talking about that there are a lot of ideas and things coming to you right now. And if it looks like an abundance of choices in your life, um, that's a good thing because um, we're just working on getting, getting this up so that everybody can see the cards too. And it sometimes is confusing when we have a lot of decisions to make, but it's always good. And that book reminds me of your grandparents' house. It's like you're, you're sitting on you, the you that is grounded and rooted. So it really doesn't matter what you do because you're never going far from that. And this is a card saying the inner voice, listening to it. And there's a crystal right by their throat chakra, if you can see that. I always have to go backwards there, right there. And I feel like right now might be a time to use crystals and use your consciousness to amplify what you are meaning. Be very crystal clear about what you mean. Sometimes we might soften it to make it more palatable for people or whatever, but I think now is just be very focused and very clear and then trust. Sometimes um, it looks like the, it's a willy-nilly universe, but we can trust it all to be right on our own side there. So thank you. Excellent. Great. We have uh, any other calls? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Connie. Connie, what can we do for you? Uh, can I get a reading? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Be happy to. Okay, and the first card we get is the Breakthrough card. This, 
This card t talks about sometimes we have breakdowns and then there are those times we have breakthroughs. It, it's talking about shedding things from the past, limitations, ideas you've had about yourself, and letting your light shine no matter what. And that involves letting go of some of those old constructs. If that person held on to that, that shell that it's shedding, then it wouldn't really be growing. So letting go can also represent just keep your eye on the prize and let go of all the detail work in that and just let yourself be carried by the universe to that goal and not so much argue, or not that you would argue, but get into a tangle with somebody about something. Just let it go. I'm also feeling like there might be a cluster of drama somewhere in your life and it's telling you to steer clear of it and just don't get involved in it. And the guidance card is always there to guide us in the right direction, although like the person in the background there, we may not always be seeing it or looking at it. So this is telling you, your guides are telling you to pay attention to the messages that are going on in your life because um, you'll get a feeling to go and do a certain thing, but we don't always listen to it. But pay attention because I, I think that you are just avoiding a lot of tangles with some people that would be good to avoid just because it's a nuisance. Okay, we have another call. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Denise. Hi. Denise, what can we do for you? Oh, I'd love a reading by Mary. I'd be, Excellent. I would love to give you a reading too. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so let's see. The first card we get. Now, suppression talks about um, the only thing that really suppresses us are our own thoughts. In this deck, the clouds represent our thoughts, and that's what's over this person's head, and it's causing them to get entangled with things. And that can come from a variety of reasons, us feeling, uh, a fearing that we're going to mess up or disappoint somebody or some beliefs from the past. And this would show, like, I've never seen these two cards together, interestingly enough. The thunderbolt is that bolt of enlightenment that knocks those things that have been holding you back. If we look at those people that were occupying the chakra centers of this person that are old programs or old um, beliefs that were given to us, it kind of reminds me of Neville's dream, those seven, seven people he was helping to change the way they think. We do that internally too. And it's saying that sometimes you just have to say no to those old things. Now the lover's card, if we look at that, it's like following your own direction and it's a matter of choice, but it's saying to get that thing externally that we want, it always starts internally in our own heart, but that there might be a choice between two things and that might be holding you back. It could be two jobs or it could actually be people, but um, don't let the decision be in your mind. Just walk and your feet will take you there in the right direction. Decision is an active verb. Yeah. We have and, a uh, Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. My name is Renee, and I'm hoping Mary can give me a reading. I'm struggling. Okay. Um, thank you. Let's see. I know we didn't get a chance to see if there was something specific, but let's see what the cards are talking about. Well, I did shuffle them, and I got the lover's card again. Uh, I feel that that can be talking about relationships. Relationships are such a place for us to get to know who we are. Our romantic relationships are really a direct map of our relationship with ourself, the yin-yang within us. And I, I feel like it's telling you, 
there's a, a card, they're very similar. The second card, the integration, is about uniting that male and female, and so is that. So what this is saying is um, whatever that duality within you is, whether it's the male-female, the, um, the, the quiet and the, the outgoing, whatever that is, it's saying to make peace with it and get out of the judgment of self. Look for your motivations behind things. Are, are you doing this because you feel that that's what the world expects of you or is this something that's really motivated by a calling to you? And I would just say to look at that. This isolation, um, when people don't know how to have boundaries, which often we don't with emotions, that we will freeze up. That's the only way to, otherwise water will just keep flowing, but yet we're not real happy that way. And so if there's somebody in your life you're having to put that cold border up or if they're putting it up, maybe it's time to look at the situation and maybe there's a better situation out there for you. And, um, and I would say this is really ultimately about you getting to know yourself, but there's probably a lot of mirroring going on with other people. Always. That, there was a lot more to say with that, but it's kind of We have yet condensed. another caller. Okay. Uh, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly, by the way, if you'd like to join us. And we're always looking for more volunteers okay. for the show. All right. And classes There's this another weekend. call? Yes. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name's Kathy. Again, please? My name is Kathy. Kathy. Hi. Well, what can we do Hi. for you? Happy holidays to both of you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And thank you for a great show. It oh. was really interesting and enjoyable, and I loved it. Oh, why, well, thank uh, you. Excellent. So what, I, what I'm calling about is I'm, I'm, the love in my life that it seems to be elusive. Um, you know, I'm not hearing anything, Kathy. I'm sorry. The love in her life seems to be elusive. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. And same thing with the money in my life. I've been going after proposals and different things, and they're they're at, at a distance. They they're close, but they they're not they're not making connections. Okay. Um, well, I pulled a few cards. I know we're down to our last couple minutes, so maybe I'll just look at these and and uh, we'll just um, wish that this brings some insight. The mind card always talks about overthinking things. It turns into a machine that just acts like a paper shredder and shreds the ideas. So this is saying to keep your mind out of it. And it, sometimes that can be tricky um, because the mind wants to measure and it's constantly looking. Is it here yet? Nope. Is it here yet? Nope. And what that does is creates, uh, it, it, it's staying there. That's why the waveform generators are so powerful because you put the command under it and then you let it go. So it is telling you to just say, what is mine is on its way. Nothing can stop it, and nothing can make it come any faster. It's a Florence Shin material, and that it's on its way. Um, and so you, you, can't, you can't do anything wrong there. We Are the World can talk about getting out there and networking and figuring out who you are. And I think that's the relationship thing behind there is that you are being called to get out of some comfort zones, so it might be like lighting a little fire under you for these things to not be materializing because it wants you to expand the scope. But again, we get another card that represents worry and the mind. If you can get out of measuring of it, I think that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. Just be okay if it never comes. Not to say it won't, and that's not asking for it not to come, but you have to release attachment is, is what the cards are saying. Yeah, those that are coming towards you, Nothing you can do about it. You can't make them come any faster. And also, you can't prevent them. It is this allowing principle. Very important thoughts. So, as we said, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly. If you'd 
like to join us. And the and decluttering workshop is Saturday. And um, bowls. Uh, oh, it's all full. Okay, so uh, I don't think there's anything else in particular. No, I haven't done January's schedule yet, mm -hmm. but. Something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And okay, here we go. Cue the credits. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. You're going to.